Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, your weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hodgeberg, and this is episode number 522. This week, because it's the end of the year, we're doing our annual wishes for Royal Caribbean, in which myself and Billy wish for three things in the coming year to come to Royal Caribbean. Here we go. Being that it's the end of the year, it is time to look back, actually look forward. We're going to look back and look forward, both. But it's always time to uh, make predictions, make our wishes for the new year. And there's at least seven people who look forward to this segment every single year. And uh, joining me on today's episode is, of course, Billy Hirsch from CruiseHabit.com. Billy, welcome back to the Real Criminal Block Podcast. Thank you very much. I think last year uh, I noted that threes of people had asked. So it sounds like we're up one and yeah, well, you know, that's, that's improvement, man. I mean, I swear if somebody asked me like every year I go probably two thirds of the year, don't really think about the episode. And then somebody brings it up. Hey, when are you going to have Billy on to talk about the wishes for the year? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? All right. Well, we can uh, bring Billy out of frozen carbonite and uh, reacclimate him to society and talk about cruising in 20, well, this year, 2024, um, but before we do that, Billy, we got to look over what our predictions were from last year and how right or wrong we were. I always love this part because it allows everyone to hear us do mental gymnastics to uh, say that we were somehow right. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the You can definitely spin some of these to your liking. But since uh, you are the guest here, Billy, I'll let you go first uh, with the wishes that you made last year in 2022 for 2023. And we'll talk about if they uh, actually are going to happen or not. All right. So the first one, and I'm going to preface this with, I, I just a day or two ago listened to uh, the previous episode. And one rule that we had was we couldn't mention anything that we knew was coming to Icon. Oh, okay. And I say that because while at the time we knew a good amount of things coming to Icon, we didn't know this one. And it turns out I got it. I wanted new complimentary casual dining options, and specifically, I mentioned the food hall concept that Norwegian and Virgin adopted. And, and if I'm not mistaken, are we getting something like that on Icon? Yes, in the Aquadome, the Aquadome Marketplace is going to be a complimentary food hall concept. Uh, it looks like it's going to be very similar to that. Um, I'm not sure how many stations there are on NCL or Virgin. Uh, but when I uh, previewed the concept at headquarters, I think there were like three or four. That being said, Billy, they had a Greek station and there were heroes there. And uh, sign me up for eating heroes every single day of the cruise, especially when it's free. Uh, that sounds like my go-to spot. Yeah, this is... Uh, I, we'll both be hanging out on the Maiden uh, in just, what, uh, a month now? Yes. And I've done what I would only describe as a moderate amount of research because I want to know what I'm getting into, but I also want to be surprised. But uh, yeah, it, it it sounds like we'll uh, we'll be hanging out there quite a bit. So so yeah, number one was a, a success. Um, number two, uh, earlier stateroom availability on embarkation day. As far as I know, oh. I don't think we got this, did we? No, we, you did not, unfortunately. I mean, I got a chance to try my first Celebrity Cruise, and it was nice that you could actually didn't know about it on the first sailing. It was only on the second one, when after you told me this was a thing, that you can go to your groom, drop things off, and then leave. That That's a really cool feature that Celebrity has. But no, Royals, actually, some of the check-in times, I feel like it's hard to get a check-in time before 11 o'clock now. 
Uh, yeah, it. Um, that's why I kind of I kind of wondered did did we get this? I didn't know if they spread embarkation out more. There are earlier slots available, and I just mm. haven't been able to get them. But uh, all right, well, you know, we'll just tack that on for a, as a as a bonus one for next year. Because yeah, the way yeah. that celebrity does it, even just to be able to drop your bags, even if the room's not ready, just to be able to drop your stuff, I like that. So number two is a no. Uh, number three, uh, less homogenous bar offerings. And that's that's mostly about the the liquor selection because I mean the settings uh, certainly there are some great wonderfully themed venues on uh, on Royal Caribbean ships, but the the bar selection the the selection of of beer the selection of liquor it's rather homogenous doesn't doesn't vary a lot and the exception is um you know over on Wonder the the bourbon selection at the Mason Jar which is great. Um, I don't think we've got this yet. I'm I'm hopeful that we're going to be getting this soon, though. Well, if you're if you're if you're considering a win for your first one, being that one ship has the concept, then I think you can count number three as a win, also, because in the sense that there's going to be more, or obviously in your less homogenous bar menus on Icon, um, there's going to be more drink options that are there. I know you love the mommy and me bar concept. That is a brand new concept, Billy. So by your definition. Wish granted for that, but also some uh, other options. I think it's around the around the ship. I think we're going to see some of these or more varied choices when we go on Icon. So if you want to count Icon as a win, then you're two for three. All right. And in fact, talking specifically about a selection of spirits and whatnot, did I see that Royal Caribbean signed and uh, something with Casamigos? Yeah, so that's going to be on Icon. And actually, I was very excited for that because that's my favorite tequila stateside these days very smooth and i know that an icon there was a preview for uh some of the cocktails and there was a casamigos based tequila that was in one of them so i am very very hopeful for that you know what i thought of though immediately billy real quick story that only you and i will appreciate um once upon a time in the bamboo room i think there was a drink literally one drink that used billy's favorite type of whiskey um it is uh lafroig i believe that's correct uh, it's a scottish whiskey right yeah, it's an uh, Isla Scotch, so very yeah. extremely smoky. Yeah, it smells terrible. Um, but I remember we went on, I think it was Mariner, and, uh, you know, there's a little frog on the menu. So Billy's like, all right, I can just go after this little frog. I don't even need the drink that it comes with. I'll just drink it straight up. Yeah, it was like the like the little mini like travel size one that they kept because they put in like a dash of each one. Yeah. So, Th so this imagine, is, uh, imagine you were traveling, you needed to fly um, with hairspray. And yeah. in your checked bag, it was literally one of those little yes. tiny spray bottle. Like, oh, thanks. so I, I'm imagining that that's what the that's what the Casamigos tequila is going to be. It's this little like tiny little bottle. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mister Simpson, we have to keep this for all the guests. <laughs> they'll they'll just have a a, a, a rag, excuse me, that is damp with it, yeah. and uh, you know, for um for three dollar for a three dollar upcharge, if you have the drink package, you press your lips yeah. against it. <laughs> um, I, I, I think we're going to see some of these. So, you know, I guess, yeah, success in that it was announced that it was coming uh, and, and I believe we're going to see some other things too. Uh, I think, I think Royal is, has changed or is in the process of changing things up with suppliers to, to expand the offering. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the W there. Look, look at me making sports terms happen. Yeah. We're sporting. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a, uh, meatloaf reference. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, that would have been much more in my lane, if you will. Yeah, yes. We went with the W. 
So Matt, uh, your number one from last year. My number one for last year was a plan to replace the Vision and Radiance class ships. And technically, this was not granted. Um, we have heard rumors of this Project Discovery. Um, I posted some articles about this earlier this year. Essentially, we've heard ship captains and other crew members mentioning that there is some sort of a plan. And Royal Caribbean did a, we're not confirming it, but we're not denying it either. Uh, announcement. Michael Bailey did that on the President's Cruise earlier this year where they said there is some sort of a idea out there for a smaller, I'm using air quotes for that, cruise ship, but it's not quite what I, I guess, well, depends again how generous you want to be with granting this as a win or not. There is a plan, I think, not public, but I think somewhere deep down in the recesses of Royal Caribbean headquarters uh, next to the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant that's being studied by top men, I am sure that there's also a plan for uh, the replacement for the smaller cruise ships. But I also think that um, it's not going to be a 2,500 or 3,000 passenger vessel. I think in my heart of hearts, it's going to be like 4,000. But um, we had, I don't think, we didn't really get a public disclosure like, hey, this is coming, stay tuned. So I'm not it, sure it's, it's been weird in that there have been multiple times in multiple ways that the existence of said project has been leaked yes and yet to my knowledge no nothing really concrete just that new class of ships that won't be the largest it's just um and and yet to your point as far as size my guess is i don't know if they'll be you know the size of vision i, I can't i kind of doubt it but we know they'll be able to likely fit under certain bridges and through certain canals yeah it's like yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't think we're getting the Vision Class Part 2 or anything like that. Um, but I don't know, it's just strange. The rumors continue to be perpetuated by, like, ship captains and whatnot. And it's like, I mean, the fact that Michael Bailey talked about it means there's probably some truth to it. But it always reminded me, Billy, of, like, those Disney World bus drivers that would talk about villains theme parks and <laughs> just, like, flagrantly, like, not going to happen rumors. But they just keep getting repeated because it sounds good. You know, um, when I had a, a Disney podcast many years ago, I got all of the information we talked about, all of the tips from Disney World bus drivers. <laughs> and the season to this order also came from uh, right from the top. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I don't know why they thought we sullied the brand. Uh, number two, I had more overnight Caribbean stays uh, as my number two wish. I don't think that really happened. Um, I would... I would amend this one. I should, if I could, actually, I should have made this on my, um, maybe I will change my list for, for 24. But how about, I'm not even going for overnight Caribbean stays and we're Billy, can we just not get any more stays that begin at 7 a.m. and end at like 2 o'clock? Like for St. Thomas and San Juan, they seem to love to do this. And I don't know why. These yeah. are terrible. I, I would much like, it. in Costa Maya also, I've run into this problem where they just come in super early and leave super early. And... It's, uh, sorry, I didn't realize, this isn't the airing of grievances segment of the podcast, but it just reminded me of <laughs> our late Festivus podcast, <laughs> yeah. but it just reminded me how much that annoys me even more than not doing overnight stays. But I don't think I got this either for any of the new cruises that were announced for, uh, 2025 and 2026. Not, not that I've noticed. And yeah, maybe it's, maybe they're being Machiavellian, like, ah, these guys want overnight stays. We're going to give them such horrible stays that we'll do that for a couple years. <laughs> We'll change it to normal hours, and they'll be they'll be they'll thank us for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it seems in the last couple of years, and it's not just Royal. 
that in the last couple of years, I've seen a lot of lines change itineraries for for some weird hours. And, you know, part of it is, hey, saving money for fuel. Yep. Um, and I may not like it, but I get it. Uh, oh, yeah. I know in Victoria, there are some environmental laws that, that have... Um, that have created some weird scheduling challenges. Um, so man, it, it would be, it would be nice though. I did see, I did see, and and I, I meant to send this to you, Matt. Um, and it leaves me hope Holland America on some sailings, certainly on one in March that I'm eyeing is overnighting in Cozumel. Oh, so it is possible guys. It is. They will let you, they'll, they'll let you keep the ship there overnight. And what a great port in which to do that, right? Yeah. Well, that would be great. I mean, I would love. I mean, I would just in general. I that's why I put it on my list. But man, um, I wish. Like I said, I, I'm 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 lowering my 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 request. Just simply not terrible hours to be that. But I'm not getting either of those. So anyway, that's a over one, maybe two, depending on your definition. And then lastly, was a change from crown and anchor gifts to onboard credit instead of the same old stuff all the time. The only I mean, we, I didn't get this, but we did get some updates to the Crown and Anchor gifts that came out this year. Uh, there's a new tote bag and new things that after about three or four cruises, I'll get sick of. But it was nice that we got those. Um, but it would have been nice to, like I said in the in last year's episode, you know, instead of saying, how about instead of getting those things, you just get like $10 onboard credit. A nominal fee to replace the, you know, instead of getting these, so that way Royal Caribbean isn't wasting the money on their $10 on more credit is not really going to have any impact on their bottom line at all. I don't, really don't think, um, but I have yet to get that, uh, as a, as a, um, a wish granted. So not a very good prediction, prediction year for me last year, although a lot of it was wishful. Well, yeah, I was to say wishful thinking. Yeah. By definition. That, that's the idea. Yeah. The idea. <laughs> um, maybe I, I do that last one. I thought that was a good idea when you brought it up and, uh, while it doesn't impact me because I'm I'm not quite as elite as you, uh, it would be nice to come true. And maybe maybe it's that all of the towels, the Crown and Anchor towels, that everyone's been getting, all of those were made like 15 years ago. Like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. they made 12 million of those towels. And they're like, guys, we'll reconsider after we get to close this towel warehouse that we've been running. Maybe it's like candy corn. It was all manufactured decades ago. They they listen. They spent a lot of um, Marlboro points on that, so they uh, they had to get their money's worth out of it. <laughs> it's all it's all rebranded. The, the towels they they were uh, they were Marlboro uh, towels that they yeah. they dyed and uh, that they uh, bleached and and redyed. The totes, by the way, you mentioned the new totes. I heard that if you peel off the branding, they're NPR totes underneath there. <laughs> Let's move on to our twenty wishes for twenty twenty four, Billy, and I will let you start off with your first wish. All right. And as a reminder to all seven listeners, um, I, you know, at the beginning, there were probably more, but by now it's just you guys. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, all of our wishes, they have to be things that could conceivably happen, right? So we can't we can't just shoot for the stars here. Yes. No. Hopeful, but we have to be realistic. Yes. No wishing for new ships. No. Well, I mean, yes, but I mean, no wishing for like crazy over the top things. No wishing for more wishes. No wishing for anybody to fall in love or raising the dead just it's not pretty <laughs> oh I, I wish i wish now that years ago we would have started counting the uh the disney references <laughs> all what's right your, so first one number one um app enhancements 
especially for, we can even say specifically for, to reduce the odds of my getting it next year, but we'll see, uh, specifically for dining. And actually, I didn't think that the app was bad um, in terms of dining, that you could, you can go and there's, you can see where can I eat. I like that idea that there's like the open now tab, or I forgot how they word it in the Royal Caribbean app. And the same, everything I'm saying, I think applies exactly the same for the celebrity app. Um, I, I like that. And you can see the hours and you can click menus and get a little description. That's all great. But I realized um, last year and uh, in the last year and change on some carnival sailings that carnival has some things they do in their app for dining that I'd love to see Royal pick up. And there's a lot of little things, but I'll tell you the, the, the big one and imagine how wonderful this would be, especially, uh, for Oasis class ships for icon class. Um, and I say that just cause there are more options, but the, the type of thing that I like is you can go into the app and, uh, say, Hey, I just want the first available of a complimentary option. And, or, and, or maybe you pick a specific restaurant, you know, the fact that you have that option, the first available is neat, but maybe you pick it, you do sp pick a specific restaurant, you put your name in and it will give you uh, a heads up on your phone when it's time to go check in. So you don't have to wait right by the restaurant. You get this heads up, you walk over there and then you're like, Hey, I'm here. Hey, your table's ready. You mm. show them, show them this on, on your screen. It tells you the table number or they can look it up if you accidentally clear it. And I thought, wow, that for the number of, for the size of some Royal ships and, you know, there's a variety of options. Those are some really nice features, um, that would seem really reasonable to, uh, to bring aboard and it enhanced the, my experience on those carnival sailings. So that's my number one. It's a good wish. I mean, I think that I say it's a good wish in the sense that you are wishing for a component or a segment of Royal Caribbean that they're investing heavily in, which is their app. I mean, the app has really gone from like a, hey, we got an app to like, you really need to use the app. It's that important. Um, and we're seeing a lot of features uh, being added there. So I think that would be a really interesting option. Uh, to be, I, I would certainly welcome it. Um, so um, I think you're on to, you might be onto something there. Um, you know, this year I, I'm picking for success. Uh, <laughs> picking, picking bread. I'm also, in fairness, you know, some of the things because you and I cruise differently, you know, you've cruised a couple different lines but I'm always cruising different lines. You'll hear me say whenever I go through these things that a lot of times they were, they were influenced by other lines. So, uh, you know, that's why competition is good, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my number one wish for 2024 is I wrote in here relaxing of check-in times. And I wrote this because they're still treating the check-in times like it's 2020. And in practice, it's not really, um, it, it's, it's so infrequently enforced in some ports, I mean, they don't even bother setting up the queues anymore. Um, so I think that you need to have the check-in times. The nice thing about the check-in times for your cruise is that it helps um, um, separ separate people. And so that there's not like, you know, everybody coming in at once. Um, but I would like to see them do, I'm going to borrow one from years from last year, you know, do them a little bit earlier. Clearly there is an availability there. But um, I think they need to rethink them somewhat because they're still looking at the check-in times or treating them, at least in in theory, the same way they did in 2020. And I think that, that it's time to kind of revisit that a little bit and look at ways that they can make this a little less rigid, I guess. I'm not saying getting rid of them, 
because I understand the and, and by the way, pre twenty twenty they still had check in times at Royal Caribbean. Um, it was frankly not very much enforced at all. And I used to talk about all the time how you could just ignore those. But I would like to see them revisit them or rethink them, reevaluate them in some degree. Because I think there's probably an opportunity, given, again, that the entire system was based on a 2021 world. And so that's kind of why I thought, I think it might be time to revisit some of that and see if there's opportunities there. Are they, because it, it's been a little bit since I sold our share this year, are they enforcing it even if there's no one, enforcing a, a time slot, even if there's no one else there for it? So like, let's say... Uh, let's say I have a 2 p.m. check-in yeah. and I get there at uh, at one fifteen. If there's no one left in the in the one fifteen in the 1 o'clock arrival, because um, either, you know, people are running late or the people that did get there at 1, they're already on board. Are they not letting me oh. or other guests with later times in? Or They they usually are. It really depends on the person, the day. It, gotcha. Um, in some cases, yes. And many other cases, no. And so that's why, like in Port Canaveral, last time I was there, they didn't bother setting up the queues outside, they, outside the terminal. They just kind of like, people are just like, yeah, just go on in, go on in. They even ask what my time was. But other times they do. And it also depends on the port, whether it's Miami or it's Galveston or it's in New York. So right. anyway, I, I think that they should, I think it's time to revisit it. I'm not saying necessarily what the answer is, but I think they probably need to reevaluate. Uh, what is your number two wish, Billy? Number two nicer showers uh and this is specifically for for new builds it trust me no one's changing showers on existing ships that yeah. is anytime people will say oh they the ship went into dry dock and they did all this work and nothing to the cabins yeah there's a reason those are steel boxes and there are thousands of them <laughs> uh so i'm talking about uh, new builds and what inspired this uh is that while on the oasis class ships especially you know like that they I like the little uh, pod thing. It feels like, uh, I don't know, what, what was um, what was the, the show? Was it The Fly? Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. yeah. It feels like I'm getting I'm getting inside of something. I'm going to be, you know, either teleported or I don't know, turned into something else. Uh, and it's, it's reasonably spacious. I don't bang my elbows when I shower. However, I noticed on Norwegian Prima, they have mm -hmm. incredible showers. Uh, virgin ships, the standard rooms are, are very small. People talk about the bathrooms are really tiny, but the showers are pretty decent uh, in terms of having uh, a, a couple different uh, sprayers, like there's a deluge rain shower and, uh, and a wand. Uh, Carnival Celebration, pretty decent shower. So I thought, you know, maybe whether it's on, I, I haven't seen uh, a mock-up, a cabin mock-up for Icon yet. Um, but maybe if it's on icon or, or maybe it's on, you know, project discovery, uh, whatever, whatever that means, it seems like companies are stepping up showers. And while I don't mind an inside stateroom because I'm, I'm of the, eh, how much time do you spend in the room camp? Yeah. Uh, and I understand you spend even less time in the shower. It is really nice having a shower that makes you feel like uh, you're not compromising, especially when you're full of sunscreen. Uh, yeah. so I don't know. Maybe it's a, it, it seems a little thing, but I, I kind of got spoiled by some of these new ships. Uh, and I just like to see, they don't have to be huge. I'm not asking for, oh, jets, you know, that come up 360 degrees. Just slightly nicer shower heads, maybe a little bit uh, a little bit more space, a little bit more elbow room. That'd be good. Uh, two observations. One, you used the word deluge, and I instantly was thinking, and it rained. It rained. rained and rained. rained. 
a deluge. Yes. <laughs> Second of all, um, I'm you know what I was thinking. We we usually go to Sea Trade, which is an industry event in South Florida, and it's an industry event, not like hey, there's new shows. Like it's a convention center in which you could buy like rope to like build a cruise ship with, or uh, the you know the steel grating that you want to use. Anyway, I'm just, I just curious. Want to be clear for those in the comments, Matt does not think you build a ship with rope. <laughs> well, he's not really handy, but I, I, for all of his not handiness, I think he knows you can't build a ship with rope, but we know what you mean, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> I was, I was to say the, uh, we should, next time we're at sea trade, we should go look and see what the bathroom selections are. I assume there's one, you think there's like more than one dude, like what, we're the one company that does that? Because in many cases, it just seems like there's like, you know, all the lines use the similar company. And I'm just curious, um, if there are other, how many other options there are there. I mean, I know that other lines have, other theories there, other uh, concepts rather, but um, I'd be curious about that because I listen. I'd I'd welcome it too, and uh, um, you know, at this point, I'm I'm just happy when it's not a um, it's not one of the shower curtains. Yeah, it's like a win. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, we could probably do better than that. Yeah, um, and, and I I do I know exactly what you're talking about. That there's a similarity across all of them. The one that uh, that I found amusing is the the thermostatic uh, mix valve. Yep. Um, that seems to be the same on every ship since like 1992. Uh, and it's fine. That works fine. I would actually not mind having one of those uh, in, in our guest bathroom at home. Um, but the the way that uh, for those following along at home, the way that a lot of uh, fixtures work on ships and certain things you'll notice even outside of cabins, like, oh, these these railings look similar to this other ship, even on this other line. Um, even to, to pillows or there are a lot of things that come down to the kind of a typical or default offerings from certain shipyards. Yeah. And a certain shipyard says we work with this company to, you know, and, and this design for, for this thing that we're talking about on the ship. Again, you know, any given part of the ship doesn't mean it can't be changed, but it tends to be what they go with and what they, what they design for. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons we see that. And it's probably also the reason that the the shower closure mechanism that I saw on Prima, that was the shower door closure mechanism that I saw on Prima, is I think, and, and somebody can tell me I'm wrong, but I think very similar to what I saw in Carnival Celebration um, is probably because that's, that is it, like when you're buying a new house in a, in a, um, in like a, a community where they're like, all right, well, here are all the options for your bathroom. <laughs> you, can, you can check boxes. So I, I think that's what's happened there. So sure. anyhow, that, that was a lot of talking about showers. <laughs> um, number two for me, um, I have on here, I guess this is a continuation of my wish from last year. But I will just say, I wrote it in my notes here, a new ship order, parentheses, or six. Um, I'm still amazed that we have not like, there's like, has there been any new ship orders made by any line in since 2021? Like, I, I, I don't think so. Not large lines that I can yeah. think of. Which um, is, well, I mean, if you want to get technical, we've seen new orders, but there were commitments already. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, not, not from any large lines that I can think of here. Right. And you have to remember in the end, like when you order a cruise ship. I mean, the amount of time that's required to build a ship is substantial. It's not like you can build a ship and order a ship rather. And then the ship gets built in a year. 
it is a multi-year process. So there's going to be quickly a major gap of new cruise ships um, in the next however many years, because Royal Caribbean only has uh, two left on its order books, which of course are uh, Star of the Seas and the third Icon class cruise ship. I can't speak for other lines where they're at. But um, I my, my next wish, I guess, is to simply um, start <laughs> adding that ball rolling again now the new cruise ships at the end, I'll be all what you need uh, for success or for fun or for what have you. But it's just it's just strange to me that we're we're we have had. I understand why part and the reason why, by the way, is because of the um you know the deaths that the cruise lines have and they can't take on new deaths. But it seems like they're moving in that direction very very quickly to be able to handle that better. And so uh, my wish is that we have something to look forward to um, in the in the years to come with new cruise ship orders. Yeah, um, and what we may see, which is kind of what we have seen on a different timescale, is uh, orders past commitments. And when I say commitments, I mean a lot of the time when when a new class of ship is built, it's it's very costly to design a new class of ship. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons that, that there are certainly others that you see, oh, there are four ships just like this one or five ships, whatever the case may be. Uh, and when a line does that, they may say, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to order at least four of these, uh, you know, just so you know, we might want six. We'll see how it goes. Um, but what we may see is orders beyond commitments just because there's still a lower cost there. Um, if you are any given cruise line, you say, okay, we know we're going to need new tonnage just because we're going to, you know, some stuff is getting long in the tooth. We're going to have to sell it off and yes, demand new things, but we don't want to spend as much money. And this is highly specul speculative. Um, you could see, for example, Royal Caribbean saying, you know what, we actually want more Oasis-class ships than we thought we did, uh, because the cost of building one would be significantly lower than designing a new class of ship. Now, right. the tricky thing for Royal Caribbean is that now there are two newest class of ship or three newest class of ship are all really large. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so maybe, I guess maybe if anything, we might see that more likely with quantum class. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, how could they, how could they add on to orders at a lower cost? And I guess that would be one way. Another way is, um, might we see in the case of Royal Caribbean and celebrity, um, them sharing, uh, classes, and this doesn't mean exactly what some might think it means, but we see this. Um, actually, I think we've seen, maybe, have we seen Royal do this with uh, TUI? I don't remember now. But uh, you see this, like, there are, there are Cunard, Holland America, and Carnival ships that are technically the same class. They have very different looks, very different layouts, interior, you know, the, the inside have totally different venues. And you wouldn't even know, really. Um, but they're, they're built from the same shell. Yeah. And that helps reduce costs. So will we see something like that? Um, or just, you know, modifications on existing classes like uh, like celebrity with um uh what's the uh what's the new celebrity edge class, like edge plus class? You mean like Excel? Yes. Yes, which isn't confusing at all since there's an Excel class of ship from Carnival that you also see on Costa, for example. So yeah, maybe we'll see like plussing, uh, yeah. you know, um, celebrities now doing that. We've seen, um, 
NCL will do that. Maybe we'll see something like that. All speculative, but yeah, it, they got to get moving on something. I'm looking at the uh, the order book now, and it's it's slim. Uh, what's your number three wish, Billy? Number three, and I actually wrote four because often you and I cheat. Uh, well, I, I mean, usually, <laughs> uh, usually we cheat. Often, one of us will say one as we're doing this because Matt and I don't share them in advance. And we go, oh, that, that was mine. All right, it's almost exactly like that. So I wrote an extra, but uh, I will pick my most different of the uh, the two that I have left. And that is enrichment activities. Um, what I mean by that, it, it can mean a lot of things. Traditionally on cruise ships, that was lectures about local flora and fauna and ports or the history of places that you're going to. And it's still a thing on um, smaller ships and, and, and lines that uh, tend to attract mostly a more experienced clientele. Uh, older folks, you still see it. And we do see it. Um, a lot of lines will do this in, in a way for Alaska sailings. But I'm thinking that with so much of Royal Caribbean's fleet and future fleet involving ships with such large numbers of people, is there or would there not be enough folks interested in some sort of educational or enrichment lectures and activity you know, just enough to fill a, a lounge a few times throughout the sailing to justify it where, where people think, hey, there's a different activity. Yeah. Um, if you're a frequent cruiser, a lot of these activities, you may enjoy them, but you're like, okay, seen that, done that. This is something that could be a little bit different each time as you have different experts on the ports or just the oceans that you're sailing or the, could be anything, right? It doesn't even have to be related to where you're going. Could could be anything at all. And Celebrity does this kind of in a cool way in their kids program in a way that makes me wish I could sneak in. Um, so yeah, I, with the large, with the large, uh, numbers of people on board, I would just hope that there would be enough to sustain, sustain something new like this, a new form of entertainment that is edutainment, uh, Epcot at sea. No, it would <laughs> probably get shut down pretty quickly for that. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I think that to your point, are there enough people that'd be interested in that? Yeah. I've seen it occasionally. I remember there was like one Royal Caribbean ship. I don't know. This is years ago now where there was like a civil war um uh discussion or or presentation and i think it was because in in all those in that case it was just because someone was on board who was a subject matter expert and i'm guessing they reached out to the the cruise director and was like hey we're on board if anyone you know in that kind of a situation as opposed to like a concerted effort by headquarters to do what you're referring to but i always think that there's probably um you know i i think there's Certainly enough demand for something like that, especially they have so many unused venues in the daytime on sea days that they could probably make that work. So I certainly would welcome it. I think it's a, it's a cool idea. And you know, something, the variety is the spice of life. So the more you have to choose from, I think the the better it is. Yeah, 100%. And, um, and it's a relatively low cost thing for cruise lines too, because what it costs generally is a stateroom. Yeah. Uh, because in the past, what lines have done, there are companies, in fact, that do little else but matching subject matter experts with a cruise line saying, hey, give them a cabin and they'll give you, you know, three 90 minute talks throughout a week, a week long sailing on whatever this thing is. Maybe they're an author and they've written extensively about some particular topic. Maybe they're uh, a U.S. park ranger and they're going to talk about, park. it could be, could be anything. Um, often there are exceptions. Often they don't pay them. They're just letting them sail for free. And 
if you find somebody that likes to do these talks that also uh, gambles a lot, you know, you're still uh, you're still coming out ahead, Royal. Yep. Good one. I like it. Um, my third one I had on my list, I have something here, but then, oh, that's it. I had an idea. You, 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 ins- I've been seized, Billy. Let's say something you, you ate, sir. No, seized with inspiration. I think I made this joke probably at least three I think, times. And yeah, I don't think you've gotten yeah. this any of those times. No, I, I, you don't know yeah, your alien encounter. Exactly. It sounds familiar primarily from you saying it and me missing it. Yeah. From, uh, yeah. Every time. I think right. Anyway, um, I was going to say something else, but I'm going, I'm, I'm calling an audible. There's another sports reference for you. I know you love those. Um, Go sports. Or <laughs> the, with the Aquadome. And the Aquadome market that we talked about earlier in the broad, in the in this episode, and and this idea that you have these food stations. My third wish is for them, for Royal Caribbean, to periodically, let's say once a year, perhaps in the fall, uh, arrange for a a change of the menus temporarily to represent different countries. I would call it a showcase of the world, if you will in which you could enjoy wine and food uh, stations at these different venues. So you would have station one would be Chinese food. Station two would be uh, German food. Station three would be Japanese food and so forth and so on. And they have enough space they could add in temporary kiosks as well. And you could literally, Billy, dine around the world. What do you think of this idea? I can't believe no one's thought of this on land yet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's incredible. It's crazy. Um <laughs> I mean, I would, so in all seriousness, I would be all about this. And yes. what I, what I think is interesting is we all like, we all like complimentary, but I could see this as being done like a food and wine thing too, where it's small bites and there is an upcharge, but it's yeah. a small enough upcharge that people, that it prevents waste, but it doesn't keep people from turning from, from, from going and, and checking it out. Yeah. Um. So I, I'd, I'd be on board with something like this. I believe I did a, I don't remember if it was an actual like wish episode of a, of a Disney podcast years ago, or if this is something I just wished for on a Disney podcast. Um, but I, I wished that Disney Cruise Line would have an Epcot ship mm. where different, uh, where one, there was a, a future technology theme and two different, uh, different venues were themed to different countries. And I also thought instead of fireworks on these sail ships, they could send out one of the lifeboats with fireworks and be like the fireworks barge from uh, Illuminations. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is I liked it better the first time when it was my idea. But yes, uh, that that would be cool. And and it, it it's one of those things that, much like theme parks, Royal could use to pull back repeat guests. Yeah. I think it's, I, I just think it's the natural fit there. They already have the stations and the Aquadome marketplace area is large enough. Um, it seems like based on the photos I've seen that there's space for that. Um, and why not, why not, you know, to, you know, have something in, not the whole year, just, you know, temporarily a couple of weeks, um, of doing that. I think that'd be really fun and, and, an interesting way to expand what they offer and also make it, um, stand out. Um, and that's, I, again, I, I, I would love this. Like I'm using that as my, my third wish for 2024. Ooh, can I add on to this for a second? Yeah, go ahead. I suspect, and we'll find out in a month, uh, I suspect that that area is going to have 
a level of um, technological entertainment capability that would make it conducive to also do if you're on a, a seven night cruise and maybe there are, there are however many stations right with different foods from around the world that each night or even just some of the nights you could do a theme to the entire space for a different country hmm. with the music with the colors yeah. the 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 sounds with things on displays and, and with some sort of entertainment so there's you know a little 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 show that goes in that represents some cultural thing from each country I love it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, no, this is great. Unfortunately, maybe they'll name it after us. <laughs> yeah. Well, Billy, thanks again for helping me out on this episode. Always appreciate it. Thank you for having me.